swords with handle art to spar trolls and charge tolls to cross roads where bandits are. Catacombs and giant doors protect the chests and stores and legendary items with the dragon bones and iron It's ore. a grand theft of Elder Scrolls, Simon's quest with Toe and Earl, rocket shoes to every crew, Easter eggs and gaming news. The POTUS need some bad dudes to crash a crew like Bandicoot. All shit and gaming and glitch control issues. Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AM site. And this is A Dub. You can find us at control issues.com. That dash is a hyphen, so use it accordingly. Also, go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Look for Control Issues, download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it. Five stars. Also, head on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure. And head on over to Twitter. My control issues is the handle. So handle that. AMC, how are you handling this? I, I almost want to say illustrious heat. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, I would normally turn off my AC for the recording, you know, for the. For the purity, the sanctity of our podcast, yeah. but not not today. Out yeah. of respect it, for yeah. the listeners, <laughs> it would just be it'd be inhumane to myself uh, to to not have this AC on right now because it is like with the AC on in a small ass room. I am just still just like tr- fighting off of the, the sweat. <laughs> it's so it's so. You're uh, wearing a tank top. I'm wearing a tank top. I got my arms spread out so my armpits can breathe. My head is. You spread. got your hair cut lower than it's ever been. My hair is cut shorter, and yet it's still just glistening with just wetness. It's I, I can't I can't avoid it. I can't escape it. The California heat wave is here. Every just when you like when you get through July and you're like you know like the summer the, it it was a little warm but you know not that bad and then you always yeah. forget that September is right around the corner and then you're just like that end of summer early fall just heat. And, it, and you kind of just ride that on and off until around what Halloween, and then all of a sudden it's just cold at night. And, and, and oh, I can't wait! Yeah. Um, and so yeah, just just dealing with it. My week has been great. Um, went to a kid's birthday. <laughs> surprise, surprise! <There> you go. <laughs> uh, last week went to a kid's birthday. This week went to a kid's birthday. By, by yourself. <laughs> yeah. This one, at <laughs> least, I didn't have to go to it. It was just right outside my house in the driveway. Uh, neighbors, neighbors, kids. Had, had a joint birthday. Uh, they got a, a moon bounce and they, their cousins came over. Other kids came over and I just watched these kids go into this thing and just come out freshly cooked, <laughs> like <just> red, <laughs> sweating, just hair, just completely just oily. And I, I don't even know what it is. Like when, you know, when like straight hair, somebody starts like sticking to the side of the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking like baby hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, everybody just had we jerry like, curls. Looking like edges. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You know what was that haircut like that that Jada Pinkett used to wear, like black women, when they'd have their hair short, but it'd be like just sticking to the side of the head. Like that's oh, kind of how it looked. Plaster. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that, I don't that, even that, know what that was called. Yeah, that Jada Jada had that unlock for a minute. Um, 
but yeah anyways um so did that did the damn thing played some video games life there is good we, go. we got we got thor right around the corner next week so on pumped. on disney plus day also got 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 cars the animated series for theo on disney plus day this is not an advertisement but i am just excited as a, as a man and as a as a father, <laughs> uh, I mean, that, it could be an advertisement if Disney wants to send that check over. Uh, yeah, you know, get get send us some free copies shit. of, of Spider Man on PC. Appreciate <laughs> <laughs> yeah. get, get that. Oh, uh, they got the uh, they got the Spider Gwen skin finally in the Spider Man remastered. It just kind of sucks though because it's still Peter's voice. <laughs> <laughs> Propaganda. So like, uh, yeah. It's such a half step, but at least, at least they understand that the the desire to play as Gwen Stacy is there. I want to like download it just to support that effort. <laughs> yes. Um, speaking of A Dub, how's your week been? Oh man, this unbearable heat. <laughs> but I did get into a new TV show, and it's not very new because there's already three seasons of it, which is better for me because I get to binge it all. Watching uh, For All Mankind, pleasantly surprised to see that it was starring Joel Kinnaman, and I'm a big fan of Joel Kinnaman ever since Altered Carbon, as well as the latest Robocop movie, The Man Can Do No Wrong, The Man Only Does Right. He's awesome, one of my favorite actors. And yeah, it's excellent cast, telling a great story, you know, very very grounded retro, retro history, or what is it, a revisionist history of the Americans and the Soviets in the space race, but what would happen if the Soviets got there first? So then there's just this ongoing ex- escalation of like, oh, we're, we're going here. Oh, we're putting a woman here. And we're doing this. And then we're going on. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's great. I, I love it. it. It's it's an awesome show. So I recommend that to anybody who has Apple TV. Get down on that. Uh, also finished watching Invasion, another show that I'm glad is getting another season because when they hit that cliffhanger at the end of season one, I was like, hold the phone. I need more of this. Great cast. You might see some familiar faces in there. Well, one familiar face, homegirl from Pacific Rim and the boys. So digging that show. And, you know, just working, trying to get back into a regular workout routine. Definitely picked the worst time to do that, given this rancid heat. And I'm making it work getting my sexy back, living my life, trying to, I got a Dremel. <laughs> I'm at home doing like DIY shit now. Uh, I, I already told you about the lock pick, the lock pick practice set. Oh yeah, you know, I still haven't seen that in action type. yet. I gotta, I gotta look, yeah. check that out. <laughs> yeah, I have to, I'll, I'll cut on the video once we get about the show, show yes. you how I'm popping these locks up. About to be all in your house. <laughs> no, never that. Just practicing the hobby. Who knows if the if the if the dollar ever collapses and we plunge into complete anarchy, at least I'll have the skills necessary to get the things I need, so I can spot longer than everybody else. Help my friends, help my family. Yeah, but that's it for me. Nothing special. All right. Well, how about video games, A Dub? How's that? Has that been special for you? What you've been playing? Uh, not, not terribly <laughs> special. We've <laughs> still been playing Saints Row, and luckily, I finished the game last night so if you want to go to twitch.tv slash control issues pod you could check that out i've streamed the the ending sequences of the game i don't really have much of a desire to go back and complete any of the other content overall it was an okay game i i did have fun with it but it's not something that i want to keep 
coming back to it, putting more time in. Maybe after a few a few major patches, hit the game, I'll pop it back on just to check it out and maybe get back in there and do the remaining ventures, get some more money. But ultimately, it was all right. <laughs> That's about the best I have to say about that. Um, haven't decided what I'm going to get back into next, kind of going through that afterglow of of game completion where it's like, oh, I could play anything right now, but eventually I'm going to have to choose what I'm going to play. So, you know, it's still up in the air. I've been thinking about going back to Cyberpunk and pushing that across the finish line. I still have Biomutant, push that across the finish line, Fallout 4 always. So I'm real close to the end on that one. Yeah, Crypto the Necro Dancer. I'm in the third or fourth zones, maybe five. And we see a finish chorus. I mean, there's always Darkest Dungeon. That's just uh, Sisyphean. I mean, think about it. But yeah, man, the world is my worst. But AMC, what have you been playing? I've been playing the same two games, A Dub, putting in some work on a first start. I'll lead off with Elden Ring. Um, putting some work there. As I mentioned last week, I got, I finally got access to the academy, and then I had to take a break for the entire week, and then got to hop mm-hmm. back in on Friday. Friday was nice. Um, let's see. I, I started out in the academy, worked my way through. Worked my way. I, it's pretty big. Right? It's a lot bigger than I thought. Yeah. It was. <laughs> I worked my it's, way through. It's fucking massive, dude. Yeah, I, I thought like I was like oh, okay, like so I worked my way up. I get to was it Radagon? Oh, the, the the one-tailed fox or oh, his Radigan's red wolf. Yeah. Oh yeah, Radigan's what I got the Radigan's red wolf. Took it took his bitch ass down. And then yeah, um, that is a crazy fight. Yeah, that was fun. Um I had my I had I had three home I switched up my my summons, my whatever they were, the summons and I had uh three homies with me and so they were doing their job of Keeping the wolf um, busy while I was just casting spells, dodging, mm-hmm. juking, casting, mm-hmm. dodging, juking. Take his bitch ass out. Um, after that, I felt pretty confident because I actually ended up taking him, took him down pretty quickly. Um, it took uh, took me, yeah, whatever, like two attempts. And then I got a spell, um, but I can't use it. I told you about it. I got that comet shard, so I can't wait. I just need yes. to level up a few more. Got to do some power yeah. leveling. <laughs> I, um, What's it called? Uh, oh, I mentioned last week that I got the dragon's bite, but I hadn't uh, used it yet. So, got that from the uh, the dragon commune. Um, took that out into the world, and it it's absolutely awesome. <laughs> yeah, first of all, it's like the the same as like the 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 flame breath of the dragon. You know, you summon the dragon head, and then you like you go into a weird animation while you're you're kind of like floating into the air and then he just bites the enemy and it is it is pretty devastating <laughs> like I, i've gotten to a couple of um especially as a spellcaster um i'll go up against a couple of enemies that want to get my grill and you know sometimes that casting time just isn't working for me when it when the yeah. dude is just right in my face and so then um what's great about the dragon thing is now i'm gonna take damage but it's uninterruptible the attack and the attack is devastating. So I've gotten into a couple like just like battles with dudes that like where it's like oh, ah ah, and then I just break out the dragon bite and then just take the hit, but then get off the bite and it just kills them in one shot. So God damn. yeah, so that's been that's been awesome. Like um, I guess a way to look at it too is uh, like I got to those um, you know those like those giant like 
uh, I guess I'll call it like a cave troll. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's like that giant thing that you run into early on in the game. I can basically yeah. take down those those with two bites, so it's awesome. Um, two? God, dude. Yeah. Uh, so I went back because I hadn't um, completed any of those... Um, I don't know what it's kind of like a monument, but it's like a, a circular thing. And you sit, you see like these like onyx looking rock snakes all around them. And then you go into the middle of it and it transports you to another world where you fight like a guy or whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about? The effort jails. Yeah, there we go. So I, I hadn't done any of those because I, I did like one, got my ass beat. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to mark all these and come back later. So after. I hate of, these. Yeah. <laughs> So after this game's uh, too difficult. Yeah, game, game sucks. Should have been able to beat it first try. Uh, so um, you know, after taking down that wolf, I was feeling confident. I had the dragon's bite. Mm-hmm. So I went back, cleared out a couple of those, then got to one where I, it just it wasn't happening. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, fuck this. Let so me then, guess, crucible night. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's did. only one like that where it's like <laughs> Is this guy? <laughs> I was like, I shouldn't be having this type of trouble with this character. <laughs> like, I was trying to do the ambush attack to hit him behind his shield, but it just it just wasn't helping at all. So, yeah, um, does such minimal damage. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just walking towards you. He's not even. It's not even flinching. And then yeah, the once, reach once on his just, attacks are absurd. Yeah, and then once like he gets in your grill, it's just like the dragon's bite isn't doing enough damage to you know withstand those those attacks. So um, it doesn't even like lift him up or interrupt his animations. Nah, it just he, basically it's like you know like in like when two dudes just punch each other in the face, <laughs> like that's what happens. Jesus. Like we both just like trade attacks. Um, but uh, but he just does a follow up attack and I die the second time, so it, it's not really working Jesus. that well. So after that, I went back to the academy, pushed my way a little bit forward, and then um, had to take a break. So. Got a little bit of that in, but loving Elden Ring. Yeah, you know, I was hitting a point with Elden Ring where I wasn't enjoying my progress in these sessions. But after that what? little run of uh, taking out those those greater enemies, then I was like, okay, I'm I, I, I'm feeling the progress. And also, you know, what? it's just the build is coming together. Especially like after taking down um, the wolf, I got like another memory slot, so like I have a little yeah. bit more of my arsenal arsenal that's available. Um, yeah, and then. I'm feeling. I mean, you you got the comic shard. You tell me, is, is it is it going to be a game changer when I get that shit going? Is game changer. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I can't wait. It's like it, it's just, the it's the glint. Is it the the green one, right? The glintstone comic shard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I need I need was, like level thirty six intelligence to utilize it. So I'm like at, that's like, basically my primary attack now, instead of just the 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 glintstone shard. Yeah, because I have like it does the, more uh, damage. Yeah, I, ha- I think I had like I've been rolling with the greater glintstone shard or whatever. So I guess it's like in between that. And you mm-hmm. know, it was for a while it was handling business, but as you mentioned, it's uh, I'm now hitting a point where it's like I need to do more damage. And uh, so I think that comment's going to be that next step up. So once I get that, motherfuckers, God, look out. So I'm I, I want a power level, but I haven't really gotten a good enough, at least at this point. Um, place to farm at that at that i need i'm at like 32 so i need four more levels and that's gonna be like you know like twenty five thousand or whatever is <laughs> so, uh I'm, I'm not oh, you I, get the, you'll get that easy yeah so i just i need to get to that um i'm just gonna push forward hopefully i'll get that comet shard soon at least i'll be able to use it and then it is on like fucking donkey Kong. let's see other than that you beat, what'd you say you beat Gavrik, right <laughs> 
No, I don't think so. No, I haven't. Oh, I, haven't I feel like I haven't beaten anything significant. I, to be honest, I got to just explore it. Damn. Yeah, I got to. You over level at AMC. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, I got my ass beat by who's it? Margaret Margaret. <laughs> and then oh, you still haven't beat Margaret. Yeah, I got my ass beat by Margaret, and then after that, I was like, I'm just exploring, and so I haven't gone back to any of that. So you tell me, I should go back Holy and handle shit. that business. Holy shit! What level are you? I am like in my sixties right now. Yeah, I was level sixty when I went back and whooped Margaret's ass. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and handle that then before I push forward. Hey, don't do anything on my account. I mean, uh, if you want to keep leveling, I, I got the second <laughs> character going. I came back to Margaret at like level one hundred, and that was crazy. Uh, okay, interesting. Yeah, it was just. That first ass beaten for Margaret was the one where I was like, I need to, I need to take a different approach at this game. <laughs> and that's what I started exploring, but I never went back. So that is a good point. I'm going to go back, see how that battle goes. Cause that was the first lesson in the, you know, like in the anime, it's like you, you take out like Raditz and then like you, you see Vegeta and you're like, all right, I'm not going to Vegeta's just, <laughs> yeah, you got to yeah. fight Nava. You end up, <laughs> yeah. you end up like, like a Yamcha with the Cyberman. <laughs> yeah, I need, to, I need to make it this Kaoken real quick and then I come back and handle this business. Um, so yeah, um, so enjoying Elden Ring is what I'm saying. Uh, there, was a, there was a period where I was questioning it, but now that um, I'm, I'm feeling the flow and I'm, I'm liking the build and I got to, you know, I feel like a little, I have a little more direction as far as like how I want to build out my character. So that is a huge thing. The one thing I will say is I'm not quite sure about my my weapon game, I guess my wand game at this point, because mm -hmm. I've been running with the same one since early on and I've collected a couple and uh, I need to like really look into if I should be upgrading these other wands because I'm I'm definitely like, am I missing out on that little added boost that I could be getting from these wands? So that is something I need to uh, take a little note on or take some time. To, like, really wow. If you want something really nice, yeah, <laughs> I can I'm, I'm, tell I'm, you where it is. Where, where is it located? Uh, that's the <laughs> that's the rub there. <laughs> it's in the middle of the swamp in Caled. <laughs> in in where? The red place. Oh uh, yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I mean, if you're daring enough and you can make it down that that main road, when you come up on the swamp, if you veer into it and explore like the buildings that are along the bank of the swamp, is it where like those giant like crows are, or is that I think of a different area? It's it's on the way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Maybe there's a big there's there. a big swamp in the middle, but if you're on the western end of the swamp. And you look in the buildings, you'll find a, st a staff that has a S scaling. Mm, okay, that's and I've been know. using I've been using that for a while until I got a new staff. See, but that's that's the thing though. You're in an area where I think you're going to get another staff. Okay, okay, yeah. It just depends on if you explore. If you explore enough, you you can miss it. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I've been pretty good with. Um, not rushing through any areas, but yeah, I'll, um, that's good to know. That's good to know. Um, so yeah, oh, that's yeah. A, your, your staff game is about to come together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. I can't wait. Um, so yeah, enjoying that. Um, also been playing a lot of Nobody Saves the World. Marissa's been loving that game. So we've been pretty much playing that instead of watching any of our TV shows. Oh, we are so far behind. Uh, it's insane. Yes, but you are. I guess I keep adding stuff to your list. You're watching. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, no, nobody saves the world has been continues to be absolutely amazing. We unlocked some more characters. We got a, a magician. We got a mermaid. Ooh. We got we got an egg. Oh. We got a turtle. We got a body. Got a mermaid. Got oh, a, she yeah. just like flops in place. She she looks like a sea hag. She's great though. She can um she she can travel on land and on water, which not all characters can do. She has a, a, a water bubble blast, and she also has a a tail fin like hit hit attack that's pretty devastating. You gotta turn it around like you do the horse. You gotta use mana to hit him to whip him with your tail. Uh, no, you, you don't have to turn around. <laughs> um, turn yeah. Every now and then, Marissa, Marissa's loving uh, mermaid. She's uh, killing it. Uh, loving the game, absolutely. The quests are fun. The world is great. The jokes are good. Um, mm. It has everything that you love. From a drink box game, um, and then some great co-op game to play with the homie, with the homet, with the with your, with your girl, with your spouse. Um, <laughs> the homet. <laughs> yes, not, not enough of them. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah, just fucking awesome. Like different quests out there, different challenges. There's one where I had to be the horse in order to race an npc and beat them in the race um there's like I've, there's all <laughs> these guilds that you have to do quests for in order to work your way up within their ranks um yeah and as you as you build up your class you unlock new classes and i see that there's like a robot a dragon uh, all, all types of shit that a rogue i haven't unlocked that yet so yeah, the game it just is... leads off with two of the most amazing things you could possibly be: just the robot, the dragon. Yeah, <laughs> and there's God. Yeah, <laughs> just work your way to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a absolutely fun game. I love these style of games. Like, uh, reminds me of Broforce in that, like, just all the possible characters that you could play as um, as you're running through the game and just unlocking. Like, that's that's the fun of the game is just unlocking a new class and then jumping right into that class. And as you're leveling up that class, unlocking new abilities within that class, and then um, I unlocked ability that then I can then um, mix and match certain um, skills that other classes other classes have on my uh, on the other classes. So basically, mixing and matching skills. So like the magician, one of his moves is he has a familiar. I could give that ability to the mermaids, so and now Marissa has been summoning familiars with the mermaid um, and things like that. The zombie. The zombie class is pretty fun. I just unlock that. Um, it reminds you of those old gauntlet games where your health is are always deteriorating. But then what's awesome with the zombie is as you attack, you build back up your health. And um, the zombie skill that you can use is uh, you can infect enemies so that then when they die, they turn into zombies. <laughs> so you're just building up your force. Um, so yeah, it's a... Uh, it's it's fun. Um, each class is very unique in its own way, and always a blast when you unlock them to see what they can add to the flexibility of the way you can approach different obstacles within the game. Do they come back as zombie versions of themselves? Nah, they just come back as zombies, generic, generic as zombies. Okay. Yeah, that's. I didn't want to assume. They're like, yeah, oh, right, didn't pay attention. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be yeah. dope if they became zombie versions of themselves, and you got all their attacks and shit. Yeah, that would be great. That would be awesome. Um, but hey, Dev, let's get into these topics of the week. Top, Top topics, topics of, of the, the week. week. Um, I know we had we had Gamescom week. last week, so there was a ton of news. So this is fresh off of a week that was full of news. But we 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 scoured, we found it. So, what you want to lead <laughs> off with a Dev? 
Well, let's see. What do I have? Let's come with some new information that nobody's ever heard before. There's an all-new Mafia game in development. Mm. AMC, have you ever played any of the Mafias? No, I've never played anyone. I feel like I've watched like like Cam T or somebody play them back in the day, but I never, <laughs> I never actually sense. owned a Mafia game myself. Cam T with that crazy PC game. I saw that vertical monitor. Yeah. I know what's up. Mm-hmm. Yes, Hangar Thirteen have confirmed that they are working on a brand new Mafia game. This will be Mafia Four. Uh, a dub got into the original Mafia when it came out. While it wasn't the most polished product, it held on. There was a lot that could have been done with that. So that's what in eventually got me into the Godfather game, or at least got me open enough to give the Godfather game a try. Enjoyed that as well. And I just didn't see what I was looking for from the subsequent sequels of either franchise. However, you know, in this current day and age with the hardware and the engines that we have available to the development community, um, Kind of excited to see what they're going to do with Mafia 4. Uh, they broke the news on their 20th anniversary interview for Mafia. Uh, their general manager, Roman Schladek, head of production, media director, Tomas Hrvacek. <laughs> they got masked. They got bad Scandinavian as names. Um, they say they're happy to confirm they started on an all new Mafia project. Well, it's a few years away and they can't share anything more at the moment. They're excited to keep working on this beloved franchise and to entertain players with new stories. So, AMC, is there a place in your heart, in your future, for the next installment of Mafia? I mean, I always keep an open mind. Uh, Even if I haven't jumped in, all you have to do is just give me a reason to jump in and I will be there. Let's see what Mafia... um, It's interesting. Uh, Especially... Especially with Mafia Three, now you know a lot of these uh, other developers. They they try to put out open world games, and people immediately try to compare them to GTA. Like how do, mm-hmm. how does it how does it compare? Um, we saw with Saints Row, they put out their game. People are like how does it compare? Um, and yeah, Mafia's thing is the focus on this type of story. And what was interesting, at least from the perspective of Mafia Three, was they didn't do the same game that you would expect from you know a typical godfather clone they actually went the route of you know you're an african-american um vietnam vet in the south and you're doing <laughs> all of that during that time period um i believe it's in the 60s so you know shit's just not cool <laughs> and um you know so that's a different take especially when you look at like what like saints row was doing with um you know being completely just outlandish and then gta being satirical and mafia was you know kind of the more like I don't want to say took itself too serious, but you know, um, want to do kind of like a crime drama uh, perspective when it came to these style of games. And so I did like the tone there. I did like the idea there. Never played the game. It seemed that the uh, at least from the reaction, it was more about the execution than necessarily the choices um, from a story perspective. So I do like that that they're willing to take those risks um, from doing something at least different from within that gangster storytelling uh but yeah um i would like to see them execute with this next game and you know i the biggest thing is you have better hardware so things that you maybe wanted to implement in the last mafia game i believe it came out what, like 2016 so it's been a minute now um 
they can now put into this next game and especially taking advantage of the the stronger hardware and so i'd like to i'd be interested to see what a next gen version of a mafia game would look like and what they could do to you know make it a little more innovative and a little more appealing um you uh, i'm assuming having played the game what would you like to see a dub Man, I just want to see some tight gameplay. I just want to see. I I want the action to be right. If the game feels good and the action is tight, then it could be anything. It could be a fucking open world Barney game. Put an AK in his hand and give him proper cover shooting mechanics. It'll sell. My Tommy gun. Yeah. My Tommy gun, down. (laughs) I like it. Just has a Tommy gun on deck. For Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> laughing while shooting him. <laughs> Keep the change. Merry filthy Christmas, animal. you filthy animal! <laughs> Keep the change. Oh God! I oh, I wish that was a movie series. I would watch that shit. Yeah, but yeah, it's get get the controls right, get the world right, make the world believable. I mean, um. It was Godfather 2 that really didn't do it for me. I didn't play Mafia 2. Didn't play Mafia 3 either. So, you know, this is an opportunity for them to to impress and come with their A-game. So, looking forward to whatever they bring to the table. And, yeah. Let's get into that next topic of the week. Top topic of the the week. week. Hey, Dub, we have have a Sony acquisition. Um, Yeah, this story by way of IGN, Sony has acquired Savage Game Studio. What, 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 changed the game? (laughs) Might have to look into this, Biden. I don't know. This might be... Might be an unfair competitive advantage. <laughs> the president. It needs <laughs> to come across the president's desk. Bro. It might might be an unfair competitive advantage, Biden. <laughs> you might want to look <laughs> into this. Uh, let's see here. So Sony has announced a committed expansion into mobile gaming by establishing the PlayStation Studios mobile division and acquiring the untested Savage Game Studios to develop a AAA mobile live service action game untested they had to write that hey ign (laughs) (laughs) find the the unproven unknown developer Uh, haven't done shit developer ain't done nothing yeah let's see uh the new division will develop innovative on-the-go experiences based on new and existing playstation ip that meet playstation studios high quality standards and will operate independently from console game development let's see so a dub how do you feel about this push into the mobile space from sony uh, well, it definitely does not appeal to me and my personal interests. However, if they see some kind of opportunity and ability to, you know, make a profit or make a splash in a market that really doesn't have the kind of content that takes advantage of and exemplifies what the platform is capable of, then so be it. They must see something that I don't. You know, if they make something good enough, I could be persuaded to pick it up. Mobile gaming has been making some serious strides over its entire lifetime and it's right about at that point in its development where it's about time that the big boys came to the table and started to play in order to make the mobile gaming sphere what it really could be i mean we already had blizzard making what they, they got hearthstone on mobile they got what is diablo, that immortal. diablo immortal yeah 
the one that everybody loves, <laughs> everybody loved to hate. <laughs> yeah, so they got that going. What we got Mario Kart on there. Uh, Mario Go. There, there's all kinds of mobile games. FTL is mobile. Into the Breach, I think, is mobile at this point. So, you know, we're we're seeing it happen, and with the way that mobile works, just constantly iterating upon the technology and taking those incremental steps forward with each passing year. It's only a matter of time before mobile is on par with the console or handheld gaming experience. So, you know, that's just a market that's coming into prominence. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to seeing whatever Sony manages to do there, especially with Savage now on the team. So, yeah, untested very Savage. hopeful. How about you? <laughs> yeah, the untested, the, the test. The, the virgin Savage. <laughs> <laughs> the uninitiated savage. <laughs> the bitch made box head. Uh, yeah, the wet behind the ears savage. Yeah, so um, put some hair on your little nut set. Don't got hair. Testicles ain't drop savage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. So, Sony. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, you know, one people gotta diversify. You gotta you gotta you gotta diversify your bonds and shit. Um yes. yeah, so um, you see Sony moving into the PC space, got you gotta put games on there, gotta make some money off of that. And then you got like you got the Sony Studios, gotta make some money there, gotta diversify over yeah, there. We man. got we got Uncharted over there. And then oh, yeah, we got, man, we got, we got, we got PSVR, <laughs> got to make a little money off of that on the side too. And then, Excited. yeah. And yeah. So why not get into the mobile space? You got, you got all these, you got all this IP. So put that IP to work as, as Nintendo would do, as Blizzard does, even as Activision, Activision, what they acquired, what was he Zynga or King? Yeah. One of the, one of the, big something mobile, like that. Yeah, one of the big mobile people. I think Zynga like owned King and Pop and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. And they, they just collect money on like Candy Crush and shit. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, you gotta diversify. And so this is Sony's way of diversifying. I wonder if this is maybe their answer to, you know, some of the rumblings of the of the uh the old PSP PS Vita fanboys that are like, where's the handheld? Switch is doing so well. PlayStation's just passing up on this money, and and Sony's just like, nah, we're gonna, we got, we got mobile. We, you already got a cell phone in your pocket, so why don't we just put some games on that? Um, so yeah, that might be their answer to that, and they've established a division, so that seems to be that there is definitely a focus there. Um, and yeah, and I wonder if this is. You know, I'd have to go back to that old story, and they were when they had their discussion about wanting to put out live service games, and um, them saying that this is a live service mobile game. I wonder if like that fell into that list of like when they were like, "We're going to make twenty live service games in the future." If like mobile was part of that like um, consideration, and not just all twenty live service console games. Console and so with that, games. that would probably that might make more sense there. Um, yeah, if it's if it's a hit, awesome. Um, if not, Sony has mobile games on on the phone, and people can play that and have a good time over there. Um, yeah, so I have no problem with this. I'm definitely not uh, super interested in it, as you said. I still have Diablo Immortal on my phone. I haven't touched it since uh, maybe the second week since it came out. So that's kind of just my <laughs> yeah. That's about just my interest in general in mobile gaming. I mean, I haven't played Into the Breach. I could totally be playing it on my phone, and just something about playing it on my phone just isn't that isn't that interesting 
Um, now we didn't have to pay for that shit just because I have a Netflix subscription. So that just shows it's like they're trying to give it to me and I'm just not having it. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it is what it is. But, you know, there are some people who might want to hop on it in that space. There's always the potential, which I'm sure is what Sony would hope for, is that somebody plays, you know, an Uncharted mobile game. And then they're like, oh, there's like all these other Uncharted games in the console space. And I'm a, and I got a P- PS4, so I'm going to buy all this shit. And so, uh, yeah, that's, that's oh, a whole and they've been and they've been remastered, and yes. there's a collection, oh, and yes. it's on the the PlayStation Instant whatever. <laughs> oh, Get it on my extra. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, oh, they uh, got lost legacy. Exactly. So yeah, um, yeah, that's that's the hope. That is the dream. And so, I have no problems with that. They, um, I believe it was like Herman Holtz or whoever, like made a point to say like this does not impact our our glorious line of single player games that we have coming because <laughs> they always have to like reiterate to their community that we, we we're still a single player focused console company don't don't forget that um so yeah mm-hmm. this does not get into the way of it people like companies can do multiple things at once um as uh, you know as much as people would like to believe that that is not the case and so yeah they're they're going to diversify they're going to they're going to make up that money where they can and they'll continue to acquire where needed in order to make that happen you want to keep it moving though a dub into the next topic of the week topic of the week so you're talking about one acquisition let's let's talk about something in a similar vein got a new story this involves sony and the infamous 10 cent these two these two have collectively purchased over 30% of From Software. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> let, let them remain. <laughs> so, yeah, this isn't an outright acquisition. This is, and it's also a bit more than a partnership. Uh, going into the details, uh, Sony and Tencent, they bought over 30%. Between the two of them, Sony now owns 14% of the company, while Tencent, through its subsidiary SixJoy, owns 16.25%. So, uh, more voting power. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, from software claims, uh, clearly aims to capitalize on this increased investment with majority stakeholder Katakawa issuing the following statement. From software decided to conduct the third party allotment to SixJoy within the Tencent group which has strength in its capabilities to develop and deploy mobile games and other network technologies in the global market, including China and Sony Interactive Entertainment within the Sony Group, which has strength in its capabilities to deploy IP and games, videos, and various other media in the global market concurrently and separately. From Software, we're aimed to proactively invest in development of more powerful game IP for itself to strengthen From Software's development capabilities, and we'll seek to establish a framework that allows the expansion of the scope of its own publishing in the significantly growing global market. Yes. So this isn't From Software selling out. This isn't Sony and Tencent taking over. This is From Software trying to raise the funds to expand their ability to be able to publish their own games. Uh, as we know, historically, From has been a little all over the place publishing-wise. Uh, I mean, most notably, the story with Demon Souls, how Sony didn't want to localize the game for the Western audiences, even though it was doing great numbers being imported. So I believe they partnered with Namco Bandai or some other publisher, but there was... Basically, a third-party publisher came in, got the game localized for the West. It was From's biggest hit at the time, to my understanding. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Go to 
at my control issues on Twitter. Tell me how, how dumb I am. But yeah, uh, that was the story. And then since then, since Sony owned Demon Souls from wanted to go multi-platform, and the only way to do that was to change the name of the franchise. And that's how we got Dark Souls, the most influential game of that decade. So yeah, a little history for that ass. This is great, in my opinion. I mean, Sony and From tend to work extremely well together. It's through their collaborative efforts that we received Demon Souls, which led to Dark Souls and Sekiro and Elden Ring. And their partnership in the past has also brought us classics such as Bloodborne. So if they have such a large stake in From Software, then there's going to be some kind of collaboration exchange of ideas going on, which is a great move on Sony's part, which is a great boon for From Software, especially if it lets them better control their own destiny going forward. Uh, let's see what Tencent can bring to the game. Maybe, maybe we'll see From Software on mobile uh, bring that whole new level of difficulty to the table when you got virtual buttons instead of a controller. <laughs> so we'll see what's going on. Yeah, I beat, I beat Elden Ring with just one finger. So we'll see. Yeah, AMC, how do you feel about this financial news? I know, I know that you're a savvy investor as well as an accomplished market analyst. I come to you for advice and guidance. What, what should I make of this? Yeah, no, I think it's it's great for uh, from like uh, I always look at it as like it's it's a way of liberating them in a way. I know like some people they see it as like oh they're if they if they let the wolf in <laughs> like then they get their claws the on them. Wolf. Um, but <laughs> have we seen with you know they've worked with Activision, they've worked with as you said Bandai Nam Bandai Namco when it came to you know just getting that Western publishing going, and you know it we saw that it didn't have an adverse effect. It seems like whoever from decides to partner with, they still end up being from at the end of the day. Like it doesn't have a negative uh, impact, you know. Like the one game that Activision helped them publish, it wasn't just riddled with microtransactions. <laughs> like mm -hmm. you didn't have to worry about any of that bullshit. Um, and so, yeah, like it's like for the people who are concerned about, you know, just the purity of From. From seems to know what they're doing as far as you know, just trying to maintain what they do and do what they do best. And so, um, there is not too much of a worry there of, um, you know, just bad influence coming from you know either tencent or from either mogul and and the worry with sony i mean there is always like a potential acquisition but from what i saw i think tencent actually got the bigger they had they got around like 16 percent, and sony got 14 mm -hmm. so if anything there'd be a bigger mm -hmm. threat of like tencent trying to move in <laughs> based on that um but you know T tencent's just getting their hands in everything so it is what it is with them but yeah as as we said that that means that from doesn't have to worry now about you know having to go to Bandai Namco or Activision with their publishing deals to get their games you know out west uh, published globally, and so yeah, this is a, it's a good thing as I said, liberating and yeah, overall I think a positive story, not a bad thing, and yeah, it's nothing bad. I see nothing bad coming of this other than you know what we'll get in in our next topic. Um, do you have anything yes. else before we move on, Adub? Nah, good news for From Software. I mean, this is yeah. all coming as a ripple effect from the overwhelming success that is Elden Ring. And if you haven't played it, what the hell is your problem? Get it together. All right. And so now we'll roll this into our next topic of the week. Top topic, topic of, of the week. week. Oh, your boy, 
Your boy David Cage is in the news. He's in the headlines what? again. What did he do? But this time it isn't for a toxic workplace. Uh, uh, it isn't for. Are you, are you sure? <laughs> you know, it isn't for an overly preachy game about cyborgs. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Now, this one is about Quantic Dream getting acquired a dub. Not by Sony, not by Microsoft, not by Nintendo, not by Tencent. Not by Activision, but by NetEase, ease, 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 ease. Let's see here. So NetEase, the Chinese games and technology company, best known in the West for partnering with Blizzard to bring games like World of Warcraft and Diablo to China, has bought David Cage's uh, French studio, Quantic Dream, for an undisclosed amount. This, this by way, coming from PC Gamer. In May this year, the company founded its first U.S.-based studio in the form of Jackalope Games. The purchase of Quantic Dream, which makes the company NetEase's first European studio, follows on from a 2019 investment that NetEase made in the developer, which made NetEase a minority stakeholder. So that's why you worry about this, Ada. That's why you worry about this. Uh-oh. Um, so, yeah. Only thing I would that's say how it starts. Is, yeah. <laughs> So I guess uh, to take this in another direction, and I guess you can just give your overall opinion if you if you have any opinions on it. But um, you know, we see Tencent getting into from software. We see NetEase getting into Quantic Dream, and you know something we see here like little rumblings every now and then are is um, you know uh, you know. I guess Chinese business. What we, we've seen with, um, you know, with what was it Epic Game Store and all that stuff? The worry of um, investments from Chinese companies that you know are beholden to the Chinese government. And so, where I'm going with this, a dub is do, do does do you take that into account at all when it comes to like you know games that you would potentially buy if um you know the influence of a Chinese company on the developer of that game absolutely not yeah i don't have time for that bullshit as long as it's the game that i needed to be and that's all that matters because whatever they do to it to, to chinify it you know <laughs> it's just like loot boxes it's just like microtransactions it's just like games with subject matter that i don't agree with or that i think is too woke i can just avoid it <laughs> <laughs> I can just not play the game. I can just make a decision as an adult because that's what I am and that's what I can do. I have power and agency over myself. So if I don't like it, I can just go somewhere that I do like instead of trolling message boards, clowning, thinking I'm revealing some major conspiracy when it's just business as usual. Businesses invest in each other. Businesses buy each other. These things happen. So if anything, people should be looking at it as, all right, this company bought a piece. So either something is going on with that studio that is making them attractive to investors. Uh, the studio is looking for investors or perhaps, you know, investors are just recognizing that not only are video games the thing, but this is one of those companies that is making video games that thing. So Quantic Dream obviously has been doing some stuff right if they can get that kind of investment and we should pay attention to what they're going to do next because that might show you why the investment wasn't sound. 
in the meantime, I might give me some stock. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, I've been riding with video games since video since uh, since video games were around since the beginning of my life. And yeah, man, I I want to I want to ride alone. I want to go along for the ride. So people, what if it, the the scholar Curtis Jackson would say? You give money, I can't get none with you to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Not the type to get knocked with DWI. I'm the type to kill the connect with the co price high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I just realized how dastardly underhanded that kind of tactic is. <laughs> like the yeah. co price gets high, then you kill the connect. It's like, oh, nobody can get it. It's going higher. <laughs> so you Cut get off the supply. Me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah, that, that's about all I got for that subject. Looking forward to their Star Wars game. Looking, oh man, we have that uh, that Disney Marvel showcase coming up pretty soon. Yes, we do. Can't wait. And then uh, I'm, I'm gonna get you with a little quick hit. Apparently, we're gonna get another Night City Wire from CD Projekt Red concerning information about the Cyberpunk Edge Runners television show that's coming out on Netflix and. The next big update for Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. apparently we might be getting information about the the rumored slash leaked expansion, but at the very least, we'll be getting some insight into the next update for Cyberpunk. So one of the reasons why your boy A dub might not be firing up that game until after Tuesday morning. So we'll see what's going on and we're going to love to report anything that comes out of that to you on the next edition of Control Issues, Issues, Issues. And see, how do you, how do you feel about this news? Um, I'm interested to see the, you know, the reaction, um, especially, you know, the, the whole show thing sounds pretty cool, but the, the DLC, there's been a lot of positivity you know people haven't let go of the launch of cyberpunk but ever since that next gen patch um people have been playing the game and it's not perfect but they've been enjoying it and so the narrative i'm not gonna say it's shifting but at least um there's a bit of a reclamation thing going on with cyberpunk and you know if this dlc comes out and it's pretty good um we start moving into you know no man's sky territory where it's slowly and slowly the people who are still going back and playing it will forget about the past and the people who don't care you know they'll be sitting on the sideline bitching but they'll slowly get quieter and quieter and the people who like the everything that is about that game um they they'll continue to speak up about it and so if this dlc shows up and it shows up strong that's you know that's another way to distance themselves from you know just what ended up being just an awful launch <laughs> of a game and so uh yeah uh hopefully this does turn out well because you know i don't risk i don't want anybody to fail and i just want more content out there more great content i should say out there uh so yeah yeah so hopefully um i will be keeping an eye out just because i want to see what comes from this announcement a dub yes let me get you to your next topic of the week topic, Ta topic of, of the week, week. Yeah. Um, you got this or you want me to take it on? yeah i got this i got this one <laughs> yes uh so in the run-up to the looming release of the highly anticipated highly sought after callisto protocol 
we got an interesting tweet from studio head Glenn Schofield. Let me see. What did he say? My man tweeted, we're working six to seven days a week. Nobody's forcing us. Exhaustion, tired, COVID, bubble working. Bugs, glitches, perf fixes, one last pass through audio, 12 to 15 hour days. This is gaming, hard work, lunch, dinner, working. You do it because you love it. <laughs> <laughs> so my man celebrating the efforts being made by himself and his team to get Callisto Protocol done on time and presented in the best possible condition that it possibly can be. However, some people didn't see it that way. Yeah. Some people saw it a little differently. Yeah. Some people come sideways. Yeah. Some people you got trouble of the week. Trouble of the week. Trouble of the week. Trouble of the week. Week, 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 So today's trouble of the week is going to be a little different because this is this is like an alpha troll. This is one of the bigger trolls, always coming out in the name of social justice to to push that hot button issue to to make it known to to slam dunk when apparently a company has slipped or missed a step today's trouble week is jason shearer trier shearer trier troller troller pants on fire <laughs> yeah so in response to glenn schofield's tweet about how the team is working their asses off to get this project done he has this to say. This, from a studio head, is crunch culture defined. Of course, nobody is forced to work insane hours, but imagine the reduced bonuses and lack of promotion opportunities if you don't. You do it because you love it? Weaponized passion. This is why people burn out of game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's completely turned that around. So... Before we get into our personal thoughts about this little exchange, it should be known that Glenn Schofield then issued an apology, a sort of retraction, and it reads as follows. Anyone who knows me knows how passionate I am about the people I work with. Earlier, I tweeted how proud I was of the effort, the hours, and the hours the team was putting in. That was wrong. We value passion and creativity, not long hours. I'm sorry to the team for coming across like now, AMC, personally, I don't think Schofield needed to apologize for anything because being a regular human being, someone who works, I understood exactly what he was saying, especially the part where he said, no one is forcing us. So Shearer's coming sideways trying to say, of course, nobody's forcing you, but what about bonuses and opportunities and things like that? That's looking at it from this perspective as, as if not working harder is taking away things from the people who don't where the proper perspective in my opinion is looking at it as the people who are showing that they care more about the company the product the work are the ones who are being recognized for their contributions and being elevated i mean that's not just something that happens in gaming. That's something that happens in every company worldwide. Like you don't 
you don't get rewarded for just showing up to work. You get rewarded for working hard, for doing good work and showing your dedication to the company. So this is all in like, in, in like the same atmosphere of the revelation of quiet quitting, apparently, where people just do their contracted hours and their contracted duties and then they they log off, they cut the phone off. And it's like, oh, it's quiet quitting. It's like, well, maybe if they cared more about the job or maybe if the job cared more about them, they'd be a bit more enthusiastic and passionate about it. Well, here at Striking Distance, under Glenn Schofield's leadership, working on the Callisto Protocol, apparently these employees do have that passion and drive to give more of themselves and their personal time to get the product across the finish line and make the best first impression that they possibly can. You know, you can only make your first impression once. So they're putting in the work necessary to do that. And like AMC, I don't, well, I know where you work, but you know, I, I don't know what your experience is like, but for me, how I was raised and just working the way that I do, it's always the people that go above and beyond their contracted obligations that end up rising through the ranks, that end up getting, you know, bigger bonuses, they end up getting the promotions and things, because those are the people who are standing out as the kind of folks that you would want in positions of leadership, the people who are going to do what it takes to get it done. So it's a difference between, between that and people being forced to do things and not and not being appreciated or compensated, almost like it's expected of them to go above their contracts just to get their contracted compensation. Like that's the thing that people need to stand up against and, you know, illuminate. But what's going on in striking distance under Glenn Schofield is not that. So I think this response from Schreier was a bit across the line especially without knowing the specifics, or at least if they did know the specifics, not sharing them and just painting them with that broad brush of, oh, this is terrible. You shouldn't be doing this. It's like, let's understand what they're doing. If people aren't being forced, if it's a situation where people are just in a groove are really liking the work and are just staying, then shit, that is awesome. Like, those are the kind of employees you want. Like, it sucks that you know, people working excessive hours and stuff, but if that's their choice and they love what they do, they love the product that much to do that, then that should be celebrated. We, I mean, we used to be a culture that appreciated hard work and people that were dedicated to what they do. And now suddenly that's being stigmatized as negative, trying to basically guilt everybody into only doing their, their contracted obligations and turning their back on the workplace. So yeah, I I definitely have a contrasting view with how this was taken. AMC, how did you? Um, yeah, I kind of have multiple angles. I kind of jumped back and forth. Yeah, overall. So first, you set up with Jason Schreier. I would say he he has his agenda. So everything he does is just filtered through that agenda. And as I mentioned mentioned to you in a pre show, it definitely colors the way i read any of his stories like i know people kind of look at look to him as like the like the example when it comes to investigative journalism in the gaming industry but you know there's always a focus on it which is the uh disaffected like employee or whatever um mm -hmm. 
and so yeah that's every now and then like it's like oh it's good that he's getting information out and every now and then it's kind of like eye rolly the stuff that he's um discussing because it's like yeah i mean there are places well one the way i always look at it is like it's pretty easy if you have a big company to find a few people who are upset with the way things are and so yeah. you can easily find everybody's not going to be happy yeah and so you can easily find those few people and then say that oh there's a culture of these people who are upset at working at this company and then build like a, a whole entire narrative about it based on you know a couple of people who are upset with their situation or the situation and so yeah that's uh that's the only reason why i always kind of like when i hear some stories and they're like an insider says yada 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 it's like well um and just in general like um a lot of that kind of like just annoys me when it, when it comes to trying to find just the negativity in certain places um mm -hmm. even if like obviously if there is like some if there's a case behind it like especially with the activision situation obviously do all that but then there's sometimes where it's like we're just gonna find it anywhere and everywhere um and so yeah that, people, that kind are, of, people are a little too excited about this yeah now <laughs> With this situation specifically, what I would say is that, yeah, I would say if you're the head of a company and you're employed and you want to acknowledge your employees are working hard, you can just acknowledge that they're working hard. You don't have to say like they're working 15 hour days. <laughs> like, yeah. like you just say, I would. He hasn't I, slept in three days. <laughs> yeah. You could put out the totally generic. And that, that's the thing is like, you want to seem like you have your finger on the pulse of everything that's going on within your company. And so you don't want to just put out the generic, like, I appreciate all your hard work, but there is a reason a lot of time for the generic, I appreciate all your hard work because you don't want to give too much information that can later be used against you in like a court case, <laughs> something along those lines. And so you give that information and you open yourself publicly to being, to being scrutinized for that information. And so, yeah, like in this case, as even if I don't agree necessarily with what Jason's going at, um, I do understand like he opened himself or they opened themselves up to criticism based on, yeah. you know, the way that they laid it out. Uh, but yeah, yeah, in general, yeah, every company like I, this is about to be my busy season and it's all going to culminate within what in, in November where I just, I looked at my, my schedule and November is going to be an absolute nightmare in my life. I like Mercy just knows I'm I'm not going to really see her. <laughs> like I'm going to see her, but I'm not going to see her. Like I'll be home, but I'm going to be like mentally tired, checked out, just exhausted all the time for about a month straight. And you know, there's just busier times of the year. And I imagine with video game development, um, there are just certain portions within the development of that game that cycle where it's just going to be kind of insane. And so yeah. Um, it's expected in, in, you know, in certain fields. And so, yeah, I, I don't know, personally, when people get upset about it, it's like, don't you like, if you ran a company, you're going to be working insane hours. And I guess it's obviously mm -hmm. you don't own the company in this case, if like you're just an employee, but still you're going to be working insane hours. A lot of times it's like, I wouldn't ask anything of you that I wouldn't expect of myself. And yeah. that's different from the CEO who's like not doing shit, collecting cash. And that's like, a lot of times how they try to set it up is like this person does nothing. Their employees work insane hours and they just sit and count their money <laughs> when like, yeah. it's, that's not always the, the case. Um, and so, yeah, um, it gives like a, a slight different idea of like the narrative and all <laughs> that good stuff. And so, yeah, I, I don't necessarily agree with um, what Jason Schreier is saying, but I do understand like, Hey, he opened himself up and 
he got criticized for it and it's, and it's gonna happen trying to get that slam dunk <laughs> yeah i will say this too though i have been in situations where i've definitely felt like i was the harder worker and other people got promoted because they got along better <laughs> with with the with the the person who was doing the hiring and so yeah this it's is cronyism a, yeah and so i will say hard work doesn't necessarily always add up to movement like if anything yeah. if your hard work isn't adding up to movement that's usually a sign it's time to move on <laughs> and so yep. yeah um so i would say like that's not a guarantee and so if anything yeah if you're working your ass off and you're not liking it i would totally say you need to leave or whatever and you could also talk some shit on your way out say like fuck that mm -hmm. place yada, yada yada like i have no issue with that but um if it's only one or two people who are feeling that way then yeah you can't make it seem like the entire company's like that um but yeah that's I that's mean, everything if, i have to say what you say in my work history like i went above and beyond the call of duty i love i love my coworkers. i love the company i enjoyed the work and i never asked for a raise or promotion in my life and was met with them on a pre pretty regular basis all the way up to where i am now so you know just to contrast that story you know, there are examples of where the hard work does pay off. And it's not like the people who aren't doing it are being penalized. It's the people who are showing their best are getting rewarded and recognized. That's just the way things work. That's like, let's not extend the participation trophy culture into the workplace. It doesn't work. <laughs> it, it just doesn't. That's well, I would say more of like, it's, there's this idea of like pull yourself up by your bootstraps or it's like oh if you work which is hard, physically impossible yeah or it's like <laughs> if you work hard you will get rewarded automatically and it's like no 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 there's yeah. there is a game to it still like you can yeah. work your ass off and those rewards might not they're not guaranteed and when you recognize that like i have a certain value but i'm not getting rewarded for it that's when it's time to move on like it's like just because you're a good person doesn't mean that people are going to be nice to you like um and so yeah um i i just think it's just a matter of like just don't expect it but if it's happening then mm -hmm. you're in the right situation but when you're in a situation where it's not working that way then yeah you got to move on and as i said you could talk your shit on the way out <laughs> that's right and that's troll of the week troll of the week troll of the week troll of the week all right. Um, hey, can we can we get a pause? I gotta go to the bathroom. Oh yes, sir. And we are back. A dub is a pound lighter. Uh, let's see. So now, oh, hopefully, <laughs> let's get into awesome. the next topic of the topic week. Of the week. Top topic top of the week. Let's see. Top, we have um, we have we have our September lineup of PS Plus games announced for. The United States of America, A-Dub. Oh. Available on September 6th. We got three new games, A-Dub. We got a race oh. game. We got a fighting oh. game. We oh. got a picture game. Oh. God damn. And let's see. So let's uh, jump right into this. We have, for the racing game, we have the popular PS4 title, Need for Speed Heat. I'll read the quick yes. breakdown. Hustle by day, risk it all at night in need for speed yes. heat. A white knuckle street racer where the lines of the law fade as the sun starts to set. set, set, set. The lines of the law. <laughs> you join a sanctioned competition where you earn bank. 
to customize and upgrade your high-performance cars. At night, ramp up anticity in illicit street races that build your reputation, your rep, getting you access to bigger races and bigger parts, uh, louder cars, uh, bigger parts. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, uh, randomized slot machine. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Yeah, uh, Need for Speed Heat, yeah. it was hit with that. With, it was hit with some major criticisms for the way that it distributed the the upgrades and the rewards for completing its races or its levels. Personally, I didn't agree with that criticism. It's like, hey, man, it's incentive to keep playing. It's incentive to replay certain parts. And who knows? Like People always focus on, oh, it's a slot machine. You're going to get... You, it's random. You're more than likely going to get junk, but it's like, hey, you might also get some stuff ahead of time that'll make it easier for you throughout the rest of the game. Personally, I'm excited for Need for Speed Heat. A-Dub will be downloading that, and you'll be able to check it out on twitch.tv slash control issues pod. In fact, speaking of games that I need to try out, it might be time for Doom, AMC. The Doom? It might be time for Doom. Oh, oh, did you get it on uh, PS Plus or are you just thinking about picking yes. it up? What's going on here? I got it on the PS Plus. I also have Dragon's Crown Pro, which I got for four bucks, and I'm excited about that. But it might Doom be Doom amazing. time. Doom is amazing. I definitely recommend playing Doom because Doom Eternal is better, but like they're both great. So uh -huh. I wouldn't say jump right into Doom Eternal. I'd say play Doom because if you like Doom, then you'll love Doom Eternal. And so I absolutely love Doom. It's so good. It's it's what got me back into like I was off, you know, I was off first person for a minute there. And then we went to that that game awards. We saw that band yes. before him. I bought that, <laughs> that game. That, that one man band. That one man band before him. Then I bought that game and I never looked back. It's um yeah, Doom was absolutely amazing. Doom Eternal, just as good, if if not better. Um so yeah, I I I, I highly recommend if you got some downtime, jump into Doom, shoot some people up. Get some glory kills. Ah, get get all the weapons. It's so good. Get that so rhythm, good. <laughs> that rhythm, that working that map, working them them set pieces. It's it's awesome. I love that game. I highly recommend it. Everybody, I'm excited. And then and then, and you got it on like the PS5, so it's gonna have like that just that stellar frame rate, that high fidelity. Speaking of, let me look that up real quick. Let's do do patch from PS5. Got that? It probably already has ooh, first headline from Kotaku. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Doom Eternals next gen upgrade screws PS5 players. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, bug uh. <laughs> Yeah, what if that was only uh, bug was only on the PlayStation version? <laughs> Is that what it yeah. said? <laughs> no. Uh, <yeah. laughs> <That'd be> hilarious. <laughs> I'm not gonna read that article. Dude, yeah, 2016. Oh shit! No, that's Doom Eternal. Why does it keep showing me Doom Eternal? Oh, they do. Okay. Yes, owners of physical versions or digital versions of Doom Eternal. Why is everything Doom Eternal? Anyway, continue on. <laughs> well, Let's see. This up you can type in Doom 2016, and that might help. Uh, let's see. Um, the next game, that fighting game. That being Grand Blue, Grand Blue Fantasy versus the legendary fighting uh -oh. game by Studio Arc System Works. Uh oh, brings the Grand Blue Fantasy universe to PlayStation in an action-packed head-to-head fighter. Grand Blue Fantasy versus features a colorful cast, each with a unique fighting style. Also include 
also includes an RPG mode because you need the modes that features an all new original story. That's why I didn't buy Street Fighter Five. Didn't have an RPG mode with an all new interesting story. Play solo and team up <laughs> with a friend to fight waves of enemies in thrilling what? action RPG combat. Interesting action RPG. Grand Blue. Grand Blue apparently has a solo. Or team up RPG mode where you can get that action RPG combat going on. I don't know what that Wait means. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that changes everything because I always love like the art style and just the overall presentation of the Grand Blue games. But being fighting games, I never, I, I never had any interest in them beyond the artistic element. But if they got some kind of action RPG going on, okay, do that. And let's see, the game that AMC will be downloading, that being, oh, that hit, Toem. <laughs> let's see. So oh, you're going to get that. Yeah, I was excited when I saw that. I'm for sure getting this. I don't even know if I'm going to play it, but I'm for sure getting it. Let's see, set off on a delightful expedition and use your photographic eye to uncover mysteries in this hand-drawn adventure game. Chat with quirky characters, solve their problems by snapping neat photos, and make your way through a relaxing landscape. So this is a game that... um. I believe it was like first like premiered in like a Switch Direct. And um, yeah, everybody was immediately comparing it to like Pokemon Snap. It has its own hand drawn art style. It's in black and white. It has a lot, all all the personality. (laughs) As as you can see, there's, it's uh, supposed to be, you know, you're not going to be out there fighting. You're just going to be talking to people and then going out, taking pictures and, and making their day and leveling up from that um and yeah just looks like a cute game a fun game that i could totally see you know myself one day if i'm just like if i'm looking for a game to play with like theo that i'm worried like there's too much action out there for him and he just needs to see something that like can sell him and still give him that video game experience i think tome it fits right into that category so that game is all over my radar a dub and your takeaway is Need for Speed Heat. What's your overall take of Need this? Need for Speed Heat and possibly this Grand Blue action RPG mode. I'm like, I'm looking at a video right now. I think Need for Speed Heat got like an eight on IGN. Overall, what do you think of this this month's lineup of you know this September offering? I mean, it seems pretty strong, man. I'm excited. I'm definitely getting Need for Speed Heat. Tome is a possibility. Grand Blue, depending on how this action RPG mode looks, this might be a possibility as well. Nice. It don't look like anything I'm interested in. But yeah, get that need for speed. Maybe add tone to the mix. I don't really have any interest in tone, but I did like the creativity and originality of the idea of going around your world taking pictures. <laughs> yes. So yeah, man. Overall, it, I mean, definitely not the strongest month. It's not the best month ever. Uh, but, but you know what? It's always next month. Yeah. Because the <laughs> games keep coming. <laughs> if you don't have something that you want or that you like this month, there's always next month. However, you're running out of things to not like. Let's see. Um, let's get into these quick hits, A-Dub. You got any, you got any quick hits? Got any quick hits? I mean, only because I don't know too much about the game and I have no interest in it whatsoever. However, Halo Infinite has some news. Uh, first of all, the Forge mode has gotten a November release date. So owners of Halo Infinite or potential owners can get excited about that. So I know they've been talking about bringing it to the system for quite some time. It's coming. However, 
This comes with some bad news. The split screen co-op has been canceled. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah. I mean, you know, you know how it is on the internet. You know, they wanted they wanted to get Halo Infinite out and it wasn't ready. It got delayed by like a year, or it's had like cumulative delays that culminated in a total of about a year. And then when it did launch, it didn't have the the split screen co-op. It didn't have the Forge. People were upset about that. Now the Forge is coming. It's coming November, about a, a year after the game came out. Is you know three four three I they're working on. They're trying. To do. So, however, you know yeah, something. They said just, they said it's a live service game. It'll be updated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you look I forward mean, to updates. <laughs> I mean, what Callisto Protocol? That's a standalone single player game. But Striking Distance announced that they have four years of DLC planned for that game. Which, yeah. of course, people people yeah. weren't too excited about. They're locking away <laughs> so content, eh, Dev? Uh, why are they announcing this yeah. this far in advance if they know they're going to do that? Why they just delay the game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, it, you buy a game and then they're giving you continued reasons to hold on to it instead of selling it after a week. I'm like, oh, I blew through it. It's boring and generic. Yeah. No, now you, you got a reason to stick around, or you got something to be salty about when you miss out on it. Like, oh, it's best DLC ever! Oh, I sold that game. Remember when it came out? Should I get it again? <laughs> How about you just keep your games, or you buy your games when you're ready to experience them? When you think they're quote unquote complete? But yeah, yeah, not having the the split screen co op that is kind of a big deal. I mean, the Halo franchise was well known for its split screen campaign. So to miss that definitely is a bummer for Halo fans everywhere. You know, I'm I'm not even into Halo that much and I know that that probably stinks. So, you know, we feel your pain here at control issues at the same token, you know, you still got what is one of the best Halos in a while and it's getting more content. It's getting a little bit better over time. So, you know, stick it out, stick with what you love. AMC, you got any quick hits? Yes, sir. Um... Uh, let's uh, you know, off of something depressing, let's get into something happy. Arcane, um, Arcane won a a Grammy. Wait, Grammy? Emmy. Emmy, Emmy, yeah. Won Two M's. Two yeah. M's in a Y. Very easy to confuse the Grammys. Name. Yeah, Arcane won an <laughs> Emmy for. Yeah, I was like, that didn't sound right. Um, for its soundtrack, <laughs> for the most of I mean, soundtrack. that soundtrack was hot though. <laughs> <laughs> soundtrack was hot. Yeah, Arcane won an Emmy for outstanding. Anim- uh, animated program. So let's see here. Um, the shows it beat well out. Deserved. It beat out The Simpsons. It beat out Rick and Morty. It beat out What If. It beat out Bob's Burgers. Damn, Bob's Burgers is awesome. And yeah, yeah. All the other shows are legendary. Uh, let's see. Um, it's the first streaming series to win in that category. Making you know, making moves. Uh, Arcane history. Making history. Breaking down barriers, shattering glass ceilings. <laughs> Arcane, uh, <laughs> Arcane Act One launched on Netflix last November, charting the early years of two of League of Legends' most popular champions, sisters Jinx and Vi or V, um, in uh, and around the rich city of Piltover uh, and the oppressed underground city of Zon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, by all accounts, I hear it's a good show. Um, I mean, are we are we in a you know video game in the 
I guess the media landscape golden age as far as you know Uncharted doing well, Castlevania mm. doing well, Arcane doing well, um, the Sonic doing well, Sonic doing well, <laughs> Sonic knocking it out the park. Yeah. So I mean, like, yeah, is this? I how long can we ride this out, a dub? Like, is it is it one of those things that if we don't acknowledge it, it can continue to do well, or like, is this just insane? What's going on right now? <laughs> no, I think this is the time for gamers and content creators to stand up and celebrate, man. They, they finally cracked the code. We finally figured out that, hey, maybe the people that made the stuff should be the people making more of the stuff yeah. <laughs> instead of putting it in the hands of production teams and and like directors and writers that probably don't have as deep of an understanding or connection to the source material as the people who make it. Or as like people who would be vetted as like, oh yeah, I'm a gamer, I'm into this. Like, you you want people who are either fans or directly associated with the content to be the ones being on top of it. And now that we've we're in this post MCU universe, where well not post, but like you know after it did its thing and showed everybody how it could be done, where like the formula has been cracked. Suddenly we're just getting this deluge of the best content ever. And it's kind of weird that it's not being acknowledged more, especially for how stigmatized video game movies and video game content had always been up until this point. But like you said, now we have Castlevania, The Witcher, Sonic the Hedgehog, Arcane. Uh, we got a Super Mario Brothers movie, animated movie on the way, Chris Pratt voicing, got your man Keegan, Michael Key in there. Mm -hmm. uh, also got, we also have uh, the Gran Turismo series coming god of war series coming horizon series coming last of last us, of us. <laughs> last of Us series coming done by hbo max they got johan rink directing like not yeah, only got are we ghost of tsushima coming ghost of tsushima movie think they just got cast bioshock coming <laughs> got bioshock coming talking about rapture like come on now it, we're getting the best gaming content of all time it, like there should be parades <laughs> <laughs> for as long as we haven't gotten it. Now we're just getting it in in this unending stream of fresh content. You know, Arcane's gonna be coming back for season two. What um, what is it? I think Dota, Dota has a show. I think yeah, Dota yep, has a show. <laughs> three seasons. Watch those yeah. <laughs> amazing animations. My girl, my girl Sunbeam <laughs> with that perfect face. I love it. Just, man, we got all the content we could ever want. We need to be happy about it. But, I mean, it also might be a byproduct of us being in this age where everybody hates everything. So when good things happen or good things are out there, it you either got to hate on it or say nothing about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it, it takes it takes too big of a swallow to get that much pride down to just be happy that stuff is better than it's ever been. Um, we here at Control Issues like to embrace love, respect, and appreciation, especially for this gaming medium, the IPs, the creators, and all the folks necessary to make these things happen, both on our consoles, on our computers, and outside of those ventures on the silver screen and on the small screen, which isn't so small anymore since you boys didn't upgrade it. But yeah, it's this is the best time to be a gamer under any circumstances like and, and that's another thing whenever we talk about 
it being the best time to be a gamer, I don't think we've ever mentioned like the the scripted content that's out there. It's like not only do we have games from free to seventy bucks, eighty bucks. Not only do we have that, not only do we have the best consoles ever, not only do we have incredibly powerful PCs, not only do we have incredibly powerful handhelds, backlit, full color, not only do we have just this burgeoning indie scene that is continuing to up the bar for themselves as well as the industry that they're, that they're working within, we're also getting like these cinematic games that rival films in their storytelling quality and their their resonance and impact. We got games for impact that are attacking specific social issues and making them something that you can interact with and possibly help you deal with over the course of your own life. But man, we're getting television and film. Ew. Like you can enjoy games any way you want to. We've always had like novels and graphic novelization, but now we're getting that that content just laying on the couch watching it, not watching somebody play it, watching something that's made for us to consume in a passive manner. Like, yeah, man, I I can't speak enough about the strides and progress that are being made in the industry, especially as others insist that oh, this is the worst. The industry has ever been. PS2 era was the best. That was the height, the peak. <laughs> like, nah, dude. Things kept going up. You just don't like the way that it went. And that's fine. There are a lot of people like that. However, for myself, I love nothing more than growing alongside a medium that's as old as, about as old, probably older, maybe about 10 years old. About as old as I am. And it's crazy. So I appreciate looking at gaming not only as a hobby, a pastime, as entertainment, but also as kind of a sibling, <laughs> you know, watching it from afar, growing and maturing into what it's going to be, knowing that it'll outlive me and continue to get better <laughs> as I run away. <laughs> yeah. Man. Uh, any other um, quick hits, A-Dub? I got one. Yes. So we had a we had a little leak earlier in the week, and then we had a confirmation mm. as well as the announcement of a reveal. Assassin's Creed Mirage has mm. been officially announced. That's right. Ubisoft has officially unveiled Assassin's Creed Mirage following the leak earlier this week. It was announced on their official Twitter page. They also confirmed that more information would arrive at Ubisoft Forward showcase that's happening this coming week so a new image of the game was revealed showing what we believe might be the protagonist dropping in getting that assassination he's midair with the traditional assassin pose about to fuck somebody up with that hidden blade yeah so here we go looking forward to the next entry of the assassin's creed saga i'm looking at this one it's huge. <laughs> so yeah, AFC, have you ever been into Assassin's Creed? Is this going to be nah. the game that gets you into Assassin's Creed? I mean, I have to see it. They'd have to do something. I haven't played it since Assassin's Creed 2. Just never, never the game for me. Yes, I, I didn't get yeah. into it. That would have been the one because that was the one where I was like, like it, it did everything that like Assassin's like 
it delivered on the promise of maybe Assassin's Creed 1, or not the promise. Yeah. It was just that Assassin's Creed 1 was good. It just had like some things that needed to be tweaked, and 2 did all of that. And so yeah. for the fans, that was like the big like stepping point, like big jumping in point. Um, but yeah, it didn't it didn't pull me in. I got it, and I just didn't get into it. So and they've revamped it since then, and I'm sure it's a, a decent game, but I've just never really been into that universe. I feel like this is um this is one of the okay ones. Because you know people are worried, worried about the dreaded Assassin's Creed Infinite or whatever the li- the live service the one that Unity. they have coming. Oh, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. worried about the bug face. The 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 new Ubisoft where everything's going to be live service moving forward. Um, and so yeah, this one being its own standalone content. Um, you know they're not going to update it. Apparently, that's at least that's the hope. Apparently, the way people like think about games is like I don't want you to touch it once it comes out, even if it's a buggy piece of shit. Just leave it as it is. Uh, so, so yeah, I can keep calling it a buggy piece of shit for the yeah. next seven years. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, this one looks interesting. Um, all all types of leaks around this. Um, I believe like was it like Alibaba and the Forty Thieves quests and things along those lines. So it's going to be knee deep in that part of the world. I, I I think I even heard like leaks of like it being around Jerusalem. Um, so you know, there's a lot of stuff historically that they could dip into, especially. Uh, just like that type of element that could be, I'm sure, full of assassins and things along those lines. And just a lot of like just culture and lore and things that they can pull from. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, I'll be interested to see where they go with this. They, I believe that the protagonist is was like a, a side piece in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So it's a familiar character that people a have. Yeah, people have already grown to love. Um, not all NPCs will remain NPCs, they do. So maybe that's a lesson, a lesson to life. If, if people are ignoring yeah. you now, it doesn't mean that you won't be the protagonist one day. So Back yeah, damn woman, now hot, all of me. Yeah. So um, my job. Yeah. So awesome, interesting. Who knows? But there's going to be an Ubisoft Forward coming on September 10th. That's where we'll get all the details. Maybe we'll get to see some gameplay, as well as some other announcements, things along those lines. So. Um, yeah, we'll we'll look forward to people talking shit about that forward whenever it happens because people love to hate Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. Is that all you got for today, A Dub? Anything else before you rock I out? Tapped out. All right. Well, this is a full episode. So long that A Dub had to take a piss. I will. I I was pissing yeah. in the catheter this entire time. So I, I will be. Able oh, to you right s- switched over, huh? Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I, I work that way now, A Dub. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's um, crunch culture. Yeah. <laughs> Can't leave my test. Don't want kidney stones. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, this is so issues. I am AMC.